and I am intentionally redundant because most of the times our minds have been fed so many negative things until we have to keep hammer, hammering away at the false concepts with the truth until our individual consciousness accepts the truth and we are set free. I say whatever good you want, get full of the feeling. If you want to be healthy, and you don't have to be sick to pray the prayer for health, if you want to be healthy, all of your days in this dimension, in your consciousness, in your own mind, entertain the thought, the belief, the feeling of health. Get full of the feeling of health, and that will keep you healthy. It will heal you if you're sick. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show. My name is Ali West, I'm your host, and this is episode number 16. If you are a brand new listener, I welcome you to the show. I'm glad to have you on board with me. And if you are a returning listener or a regular listener, then welcome back. I've got another fantastic episode lined up for you today. And we are going to be focusing on everything to do with sports massage. You may have had sports massage in your life. You may be a regular person that receives sports massage. You may even be a sports massage therapist listening to this. Or maybe you're someone that's never experienced a massage in your entire life. No matter which of those three categories you fit into, you will get some great information out of today's episode. I am interviewing today Ben Cunnington. Ben is an experienced sports massage therapist. He's got over six years of experience doing sports massage. He's also a fully qualified personal trainer and strength and conditioning coach. So he's got many strings to his bow. I'm going to dive into his knowledge in relation to sports massage and find out what the benefits are, how it differs to other types of massage, how you can select the best therapist for you and what you can really get out of sports massage and how it can improve your quality of life. As some of you guys that are returning listeners may know, we are all about helping you to become a better version of yourself on this podcast, helping you to live a longer, healthier, happier and more joyful life. And I believe that sports massage can help you with that as well. Hence why we've got Ben with us today. So let's not waste any more time. Let's dive into today's podcast and get cracking with another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show. And let's bring in Ben and get started. Okay, so I'm here with Ben of Kinetic Fitness, sports massage expert and personal trainer and we are going to pick his brain today about everything in relation to sports massage what sports massage is some of the benefits how it can help you the listener and some tips as well that you can put into practice straight away off the back of this podcast how are you today ben i'm good thank you how yeah you? yeah i'm great good. feeling good ready for action right before we get Going into some of the questions that I want to ask, can you just tell the listeners a little bit more about you, your background, where you've come from and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, uh, so I originated in the fitness industry by doing sports massage six years ago, uh, a fairly basic level just to try it out really. Um, I have to say I wasn't entirely convinced when I first went into the industry. 
Um, but yeah, loved it. Went on to sort of my more advanced uh, massage techniques, injury management and that side of things. Um, and then progressed there into PT, just so I could carry on the rehab process. Um, yeah, started off in pure gym, self-employed, and then worked at the university with a little bit. And then outside of that, I worked with elite athletes, office goers, park runners, you know, I've done it up to this point. Uh, and now I'm at Kinetic. Perfect. Spot on. Got a little journey. Yeah, it's good. Right, tell me a little bit then about sports massage. Can you explain in a bit of detail what sports massage actually is? Because there'll be some people listening to this, they'll know exactly what sports massage is. They probably might have experienced having a sports massage, but there'll be some other people that don't even know what it is and how it works. And also they might be wanting to recover from an injury or stop injuries happening and are thinking about sports massage. So how would you explain sports massage and what it does? Yeah, sure. So sports massage, there's, there's a bit of a gray area between sports massage, physio, chiropractors, um, and all that side of things for people that don't know what it is. So sports massage is essentially soft tissue therapy, muscles, tendons, ligaments, um, anything external to that. That's where the physios take over. So that's nervous system, skeletal system, that side of things. Um, and then a sports massage, it's not just for sports people. Um, a lot of people just use it to chill out. But there are techniques there that a sports massage therapist will have that will go a lot deeper, a lot more injury specific, um, a lot more recovery specific, or even event preparation specific as well, rather than just chilling you out. Yeah. And going down that route. Um, it can be uncomfortable, but not painful. Uh, there's no reason why a sports massage should be painful. It should be to your comfort level. And then obviously from that, you're going to relax, which makes my job easier as a therapist. And then the benefits just take off from there. Yeah, we'll come on to some of those issues and problems that people might experience with sports massage in a little bit and maybe some of the, the sure. uh, worries that people have got. But you've explained a little bit there about it. Do you just work then, is it deep tissue or is it superficial or is it the whole muscle? Like It's the whole bunch. So every session is tailored to the individual. Um, so some people I see literally just want to pop in, they've got a stressed out job and they just want to chill out. That'd be fairly superficial um, in terms of the techniques um, and the areas worked. It can be fairly general, it can be quite specific. Um, and then you've got guys that are either athletes or they're, you know, they're just doing a lot, they've got an injury and then it can go quite deep or you can work on really small areas at a time over the course of, you know, a few sessions, a few weeks, a few months, depending, it's all going to depend on the individual. Got you. And how does having a sports massage different differ, sorry, to other forms of massage for example, Swedish massage. Yeah, so some of them, depending on where they originate from, can be quite traditional. So like your Swedish stuff or your Turkish stuff or anything like that. Some of them will include like hot and cold therapies. Um, your more holistic style massage is purely engineered around making you relax. And it's more of a, don't wanna, sort of skew it but more of a, a beauty health and beauty aspect to it yeah um which i i can provide as a sports massage therapist i'm trained to do that but from my point of view it would be more quite specific to needs rather than just a general 
um, general sort of massage. But then, yeah, I'd still recommend sort of, yeah, your hot and cold therapies as maybe something external. It's something I've referred people on to in the past, uh, but it's not something that I offer um, if they need it. Yeah, for everybody, but then sports massage isn't for everybody. And that's where I would, you know, refer people across if they need it. Yeah. So would you say you tend to see, I know you said you mentioned you see like general people, office workers, but would you say the people, the vast majority of people that come to see you, are they more for that specific problem that they're suffering? Yeah, I'd say 70% 70 are, are active, not necessarily doing a specific sport, but they come to the gym, you know, they go out and do the park runs, um, you know, they're, they're into the, the cycling, they go out for, you know, walks with dog in the hills and stuff like that. Um, that 30%, yeah, it will be fairly general. Um, but yeah, that, that big 70% chunk will be someone that's active on the feet. Got you. Let's talk then about some issues that you see. What tend to be the common issues that people come to see you for? Shoulders and, shoulders and backs. Shoulders and backs. <laughs> shoulders and backs. Um, people do a lot of driving, hunched over the wheel. Um, obviously, a lot of us work at a desk, bad posture. Um, then just through sheer amount of time sat in front of a computer. Um, you know, mums and dads with kids, you know, picking kids up and putting them in and out of the car and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so I'd say probably 60% of your shoulders and backs, plenty of. Um, the rest of them tend to be um, sort of tightness around after a little bit of sort of problem solving. It tends to be based around the hips and things. So we get a lot of people that are generally, oh, my lower back hurts or my legs ache in certain places or my knees hurt. And then actually when you investigate it, which is one of the reasons why I did the PT, is to just be able to screen it more efficiently. Yeah. So in the early days, I would have just gone, right, okay, and you end up, um, there's a, a phrase we use in the industry called chasing the pain, and you end up just yeah. going round and round in circles, treating referral, basically, so imaginary symptoms. And, and not going me, after the and source. And not going after the source, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I have to say then, once that's actually thinned down, we're looking at ankles, ankles and calves um, as a bit of a foundation for the rest of the body. Yeah, it's yeah. funny we had this conversation, didn't we, yesterday? We did. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about, just for the guys listening, we were talking about um, glute activation and, and the people saying the glutes aren't firing and we kind of, we always kind of boil down to the foot and ankle being the source of the problem, don't we? Because that's the first thing that has impact on the ground and it takes the most amount of battering and people don't really look after their feet and ankles, do they, very well? Rarely, rarely, yeah. 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 A lot of homework I give out is ankles and feet. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's quite common. We did a whole uh, episode on that about the foot, which was off the top of my head, episode five. So if you guys want to flip back after this one and listen to that, then you can with uh, Dr. Emily Splickle on the, on the foot mechanics. So that was a good episode. Okay. There's some of the common issues. I mean, a lot of those you've said, are, uh, because of what happens in everyday life. So yeah, the, the factors of life that put demands on the body such as sitting at a desk driving what about injuries do you get people that come to you and say oh I've, I've had an injury I don't know impact or not impact do you get those kind of people as well? yeah yeah um so on and off I do a little bit of event work not so much now but when I do that that is fairly um fairly sort of acute injuries so twisted ankles um 
you know, but maybe with a twisted knee, something like that. Part of that process will be the injury management kicking in, then giving them sort of advice regarding sort of maintenance and fixing it themselves later on. Uh, in that sort of situation, that's where I'd bounce off physios and doctors and things like that. Um, going sort of into the environment we're in now at Kinetic, I mean, in terms of like chronic injuries, so you're talking people that have come off the back of operations, previous injuries and things like that. And we always ask that of people when they have the consultations and stuff, have you had any injuries? And then get amongst that. Um, yeah, it's, it's more things like um, correcting posture, you know, bits that are tight on one side, giving it a bit of helping hand just to, uh, to straighten things up. Uh, outside of kinetic, I mean, in the past, all sorts of treated people who are sort of post-op with, um, with pins in various places, yeah. um, rotator cuff issues, uh, rowers and paddlers and all that sort of stuff is quite a common one. Uh, cyclists that come off and break collarbones and then need that sort of working on all sorts. I like to keep it varied. So, yeah. uh, sports yeah. are dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. Don't oh, play absolutely. sports. Yeah, if you don't wanna... play sports. <laughs> yeah. If you want to keep injury free, stay away from the sports. Yeah. And but then, then as, as long as it's soft tissue, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. I mean, I'll always take a look anyway. But then as soon as, as I've screened it and it's outside that soft tissue sort of dynamic, that's what I refer on. I refer on. I, I know several people that all over the country that I can happily refer to. So it doesn't particularly matter where people are based. They don't have to. They can always. I have people contact me for advice, and if I live in Manchester, it's a bit far a drive. So, you know, there's guys up there I can refer to as yeah. well. So, uh, quite a small community once you get into it, and then that's good because then you've got someone on hand pretty much wherever you are, really. Yeah, for sure. We spoke about this last week actually in the podcast I did with. Uh, Claire about injury rehabilitation and we said the same thing yeah if you don't know and you can't deal with it then always refer on yeah. and it, it shows you're a better professional as well if you don't know the answer to this to the problem then to refer it on to other professionals and other healthcare practitioners that's awesome proves you deal with a wide variety of issues yeah yeah I think as well because you've got that PT that personal training background you can probably deal with, would you say you could deal with things more effectively because you've oh, got yeah. knowledge of yeah. exercise yeah. Especially, as well. I mean, originally when I didn't have a PT, again, it was a, another part of the referral process. So once I'd treat the soft tissue bit in the clinic, it was a case of then, right, you need like, strength and conditioning work. You need to go and see Joe Vlogs. But that was obviously from a self-employed point of view, a lost profit. But then you are then missing out on part of that process and if that person then comes back to you you're going to have to chase that PT to find out exactly what they've been doing they've then got to go away and get all the notes and it, it just it breaks up the process a little bit so uh, yeah yeah, it's good but I think all all together it's almost an ongoing learning process it's like driving you pass your driving test and you learn to drive you pass your sports massage and then you learn sports massage so CPD it's, uh, professional ongoing. development that's it yeah Awesome. Right, well, we spoke about the issues then that you deal with. Yeah. What about fears that people might have? Again, at the start of this podcast, we spoke about people that are listening to this might not have ever had a massage or a sports massage at all in their life. What kind of fears do, you, do people have in relation to sports massage specifically? The main one, going back uh, to what we said earlier on, is, is, it, is it going to be painful? So a lot of people think of massage as being 
massage. Yeah, maybe it's t- yeah. traditionally it's it's just seen as being quite a relaxing thing, but is sports massage or deep tissue massage going to be painful? Um, a lot of people who you know might not be that confident. You know, some techniques you you have to obviously get certain parts of clothing off um, and then towel the client up if they're not that confident. Some people are a bit sort of uh, apprehensive about taking kit off. Do you ever do the massage through the clothes at all? Yeah, 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 so that is possible. So obviously with with that side of things, um, you've got a cultural aspect to it as well. So you might have the other client where it's going to be a cultural thing. You, you just, you're physically not going to be able to, to handle them as you would a normal client. Um, Again, you've got the referral process there in the background, but you would always offer it as a, you can do it through clothing. Yeah. Um, you can do certain stuff with, if it's possible, you, with whatever issue they've got, you can do it with bands and rollers and things like that. Um, and the third one is, a lot of guys are always a bit odd about booking massage with guys. Um, I found that women just aren't bothered. It's just, Interesting. Chilled out about it, um, but then guys, even like you know, you don't pitch side stuff with rugby players and stuff like that. Initially, until they've had that first treatment, they're a bit sort of like, well, not really sure, uh, which I find quite interesting. But um, yeah, what with it all of these, as soon as they've had that first treatment, that's it, hooks. Yeah, it's really, really good. I mean, myself until I had my first treatment, like I was saying, I wasn't entirely convinced. Awesome. Had that first one. Yeah, every couple of weeks. What would you say to those people then that may be a bit apprehensive, a bit anxious about experiencing sports massage? What yeah, I'd say I would say find a therapist that can do your consultation. I mean, a lot of therapists will offer a free consultation. Granted, you're not going to get a full treatment off the back of that, but you can go through sort of your your worries, ask them any questions. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the internet. I would say it's not all correct. Um, which is where you would need to sort of, you know, there's plenty of therapists on Facebook and everything, just, just ping a message, you know, ask them some questions. I'd always recommend sort of trying to have that consultation face-to-face. You've got to be comfortable with the, the therapist that's treating you. Um, as the other way around, the therapist has got to be comfortable treating the, the client. Um, yeah, and then from that, you know, you might get a bit of mini treatment on there just to see what it feels like. So if, if the pain aspect is is the big query, yeah, a lot of them off the back of that consultation will do a quick 10 minute treatment, then yeah, you, you'll soon be fine. Yeah. Got you. Awesome. Right, we spoke about the problems then and then some fears that people are having sure. with massage. Let's get on to the good stuff then. What about the benefits? When I say I'm... Ali West, I've never experienced massage before. I've maybe have been dealing with a bit of whatever, back pain, knee pain, neck pain. I've got some issues going on. I've come to see you for my first massage. I've, I've really enjoyed it. What sort of short, medium and long-term benefits am I going to experience from having sports massage? Okay. Um, well, the, we could go into detail all day about this. So keeping it, keeping it basic... Um, you've basically got your, your lymphatic system, um, which we'll come on to in a second, um, you've got your circulatory system, and then you, you've got your muscular system, so your soft tissues. So in terms of the muscular side, um, you, you're, you're loosening things up, you're generating heat. Um, there is some research that's come about recently where rather than heating up muscle fibres to loosen them off, 
it's more to do with your nervous system sort of feedback, your your uh, your sort of receptors. Um, but that's that's a long story. That's that's something that's there's always bits of research that'll pop up. But if you think in terms of muscles, you loosen them off through heat, you're generating heat. Um, your circulatory system, so you're encouraging blood flow. Um, that is going to be part hand in hand with the heat generation. Um, but with that, more blood going into the areas that are injured specifically, um, or you know micro tears from weightlifting sessions and things like that. You're encouraging your body to flood those areas for repair. Um, and then your lymphatic is, or your, if you think of that as your waste system, so lactic acid after a hard gym session, marathon runners are a, a classic example, you know, you've got the achy muscles the next day, the DOMS, you're flushing it out, getting rid of all the waste product. Um, and then all of that goes hand in hand to, to recovery and making you feel good. Um, psychologically, that's all going to have a knock-on effect to your mood as well, so that's where the relaxation comes in. Um, afterwards, particularly with deep tissue massage, you can feel tired, but that's because you've you've encouraged the body's systems to sort of uh, kick in. Um, but after that, yeah, you'll feel top of the world. It's good. And in terms of long term, if I've been suffering with an injury for maybe a long time. Can sports massage, I know there's more elements and more variables to it, but can sports massage help to get me out of that that long-term pain? So the the main thing with with a pain or um, like an injury or something like that, you'll essentially not use that part of the body effectively. That's where muscles will stiffen and shorten. Uh, You lose range of movement. So if I'm slightly short on the left-hand hamstring, less range of movement than my right, I'll then walk slightly off. Later down the line, going up the body, different parts of the muscle of the body will shorten and loosen, and then you get a bit of a crisscross effect. Walking wonky, I've then got back pain on one side, shoulder pain on the other side. Um, yeah, so in terms of long term, improving your range of movement, improving uh, sort of tissue quality. Um, yeah, it all adds up in the long term. Um, but when we say long term with sports massage, we're talking if you're having one once a month. Long term, we're talking three months plus. Got you. Yeah. Okay. You onto a bit of a winner. Yeah. That's awesome. That brings me nice. In fact, before I go on to the next question, there's a couple of things that I want to point out that you yeah. mentioned. The first one was the lymphatic system, and this is probably one area that maybe a lot of listeners don't know much about. Maybe yeah. some people do, but it's one that kind of gets neglected, isn't it? Like, yeah. if you can yeah. really focus on the lymphatic system and get that working well, then one of the big problems most people suffer from and where a lot of pain comes from is inflammation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And if we can correct inflammation through improving the lymphatic system, then we're on to a winner, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Perfect. Just wanted to make that point about that area. And the mood one was the second one I wanted to point out. A lot of pain and also anxiety, depression, all of those kind of elements, they're all linked to that mood, aren't they? So yeah. if you can get the the endorphins flowing and get yeah. their mindset better with that individual, then they're gonna feel better as well, aren't they? So that's, that's yeah. perfect. Awesome. Brings me on to my next question when he said about long-term, how often should an individual have sports massage? Is golden, that a golden question? Golden question. Yeah, golden question. Um, 
it, it will vary person person. I mean, in a sort of a fairly sort of acute setting. So, say for example, someone's off the back of an operation, a little and often is going to be a good way to, to sort of kickstart things. So what's little and often a week? Once so we're a week? talking anything between maybe once a week, once every ten days. But we're talking half hour sessions. Um, there's no need to sort of batter them once a week for an hour because they've got to recover after those sessions anyway. Um, going forward, you then sort of extend that if they need it. Um, so maybe every two weeks, maybe once a month, depending on how they're getting on. Obviously, other stuff in the background is going to um, sort of contribute to this. So if they, if I'm giving them a program to to assist the rehab side and the strengthening side, that's going to help. So that might push the the massage along a little yeah. bit more. Um, and then you're dropping into maybe once every six weeks to eight weeks. Um, and then you, you just spread it out then. And then following, after you hit sort of six months with somebody, if everything's on track, it's then just going to be maintenance things. So as they then go back to regular training or their regular sort of day-to-day -day life, you would then maybe check in with them once every three months um, just for a bit of a session and, and top up the stuff you've already been doing. Um, anyone that's just having massage, just because it's a nice thing to have, I see people every couple of weeks generally. Uh, I've got the odd one I see every, you know, maybe 10 days. Obviously, budget's going to enter into that if you're just having it for, you know, a bit of a treat. Yeah. Um, I'd say probably 80% of those people is a payday treat. So I'd say sort of once a month to two, you know, every two weeks. Okay. Um, Can you have too much? Could I, if I was coming maybe two, three times a week for a sports massage, would that be too much? Would it be too um, much on the body or not? I'd probably say it'd be, it depends on what you have it. I mean, I'd say at least some of that would have to be fairly superficial. If you're having deep tissue work every single session, um, that you, you're definitely going to want some breaks in there in the gaps. Um, it'd be nice and you'd feel pretty chilled out, but you would feel pretty tired, like a proper deep tissue session, even if it's just on legs will sort of it'll take it out of you at least for a 24-hour period afterwards so i would say you know if you've got the time and the cash yeah twice a week brilliant come see me but realistically you're looking you know once a week is is sort of going to be your um for a deep tissue session is going to be what i'd recommend um if that's what you want to do um injuries wise yeah you would maybe break up an hour session throughout the week so you might have four 15 minute you know, sessions that I'd bolt onto a, an S&C session or some sort of conditioning um, to help that client along. Um, but yeah, it, it would vary. It's the golden question, as we said. So. Cool, yeah. Again, there's, there's many variables, isn't yeah, there, how yeah. often you should A lot of that we, we would discuss at the point of consultation. So if, if you come to me and you're not sure, we would get amongst it in a lot of detail uh, and then essentially make a, a treatment plan, depending on what the issue is, if any. Gotta have a plan. Gotta have a plan. Yeah. Nice. Right, I'm going to quiz you on something now that right. I've not really prepped you about. All right. Because with what we've just said, it's brought me onto it. And it's the fact that I don't, I mean, I do see it with some sports massage therapists, but sometimes I tend to see it more with chiropractors and osteopaths. And that is the client or the individual that's being treated. And I've got to be careful what I say here, but almost becoming reliant on the practitioner yeah 
Have you experienced this? Do you think it's a good or a bad thing? Just can you elaborate a little bit on yeah. that? I, get, I think you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a few different things that can... It's something when I first started that I probably wouldn't have... Because obviously you're new to the industry, you're learning. Um, you might not notice it, you might notice it but not want to say anything. Um, but, and especially if, if there's any sort of newly qualified towards massage therapists listening to this, I would say don't be afraid to speak to other therapists about it. So part of the issue there is going to be um, if you're self-employed, you're running a business at the end of the day. So if that person keeps coming back and giving you cash, brilliant. Um, but then you are going to have a hard time eventually um, going back to that chasing the pain thing. So especially if you, you're fairly newly qualified and you, you sort of still get into, no pun intended, get into grips with massage. Yeah. Yeah, you want to sort of make sure you are when they are coming to you, you are you are treating, you know, what they ask for. Um, in terms of the client, I think being reliant on your therapist, there's there's either two things going on there. Either the, the issue is not being treated, so if you're going back to a therapist all the time because you've still got the same issue, I probably put a question mark on whether at you know, we're in the right place regarding treatment, and that, again, would be a chase the pain thing, and you'd need to look elsewhere or get a second opinion. Um, and then the other side of it is, does it need homework in the background? So does it need a bit of conditioning? You know, if, you, if that particular therapist hasn't got the experience to give you a plan, maybe get them to refer you to a, a personal trainer or some sort of conditioning coach. Um, if you're a runner, go and talk to your like, running shop, a lot of the gait analysis and things like that just to see if there's something else going on in the background so that's where yeah you would almost start to see that reliance you build up so yeah yeah either it's not being treated your therapist wants more money or there's something you're missing something part of the jigsaw that's not quite right yeah for sure and that's why you need that referral um just to you know more opinions exactly and i'm not saying this just for the guys listen i'm not saying this in a bad way because i'm a firm believer that you should have some kind of therapeutic treatment, I'd say weekly, and if if you can't do weekly, at least monthly. So go and see that osteopath, go and see that chiropractor, that sports massage, or if you've got enough money, all of them, yeah, just, yeah. To, just to keep yeah. yourself in check and keep your body in check. But for me, I always find there's a bit of an issue if, if you're always going back and you almost, like we said, reliant on that individual, yeah. because as professionals in, in the health and wellbeing industry, I think we should educate and coach our clients, the people that we're helping, yeah, to become not reliant on us so they yeah. can do their own thing. Yeah. They know what they're doing is right. They know what they're, they're working on is going to benefit them and get them to where they want to be or out of the pain that they're currently experiencing. And, yeah, I think there's, there's a fine line, isn't there? Yeah, I definitely think if you, if you go into a therapist of any... Just get, when I say therapists, I'm including PTs with this as well. So if you, if you go in and you're looking for massage or personal training or anything like that, physio or whatever, um, think of it as, uh, especially if you've had treatment before, am I going for treating a specific injury? Have I had treatment before? Am I going for maintenance? Or am I actually pretty spot on, but I do a fair bit of sport, I'm fairly active at work. Am I going for prevention? So that therapist, you might be going to them with no issues at all, but they might be able to, you know, spot something, oh, that's a little bit tight on that side, 
just to give you a heads up, you need to be doing this in the gym or you need to be doing less of this. Um, and it's just going to be a bit of a safety net then to go right back to that square one and then getting treatment again and then getting maintenance again. And then that's, again, avoiding that reliance. In, yeah, that's um, a good thing to point out. There's a difference between being reliant and maintenance, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Because maintenance is, is brilliant. You've got to have that yeah. maintenance massage yeah. or that maintenance treatment. But there's a difference. Yeah, isn't there? I definitely think being reliant would be because there's something missing there. If yeah. you've had treatment before, something's been missed. Um, or, you know, you're not doing your homework in the gym. Um, Always do your homework. Yeah, or at home. Not You don't have to be in a gym. You know, you might get stuff from a physio or a sports massage therapist and they might send you home and go, right, do this three times a week. But, yeah, you're not doing it. Basically, <laughs> if you go back to square one. Yeah. Um, or it's not working for you and that's the point you need to take it back and go, you know, refer to this. Good really stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. Right, let's move on to results then. Yeah. Tell me, I don't know, one or two of the best results that you've experienced with clients that you've dealt with. Yeah. Um, Give some examples. You don't have to say names, but like a story or an example or testimonial yeah. would be great. Um, put me on the spot. All right, so, uh, yeah, probably one of my, one of the first clients. Um, it was just a simple neck issue, just sat at a desk. Um, she'd seen physios and chiropractors and all sorts before. Um, again, more of a reliant thing. Um, but the issue was just literally sat at a desk for work all the time. Um, she's one of my sort of, you know, maintenance people where we, we sort of brought her back up to where she should have been given some exercises just to strengthen, you know, reset posture and, and things like that. Stuff that she can do at a desk as well. Um, that went from, you know, once every couple of weeks to once a month eventually. And now I see it maybe once every sort of three months, if that. Um, no pain now, no discomfort. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but fairly straightforward job really um it's just a case of being quite constructive with it and that's that was one of the probably the best learning sort of scenarios i had as a sort of new therapist going into the industry um yeah so that's that would be a non-sporting one uh sporting ones work with loads of people um sort of semi-pro and professional sport. So semi-pro, um, I know a guy that's, um, he's, a, he's a snowboard coach at the moment, he's got pins in his back, um, bit of discomfort from that, as you can imagine, lack of range of movement, because he can't bend because of the pins. That was, off the top of my head, I think lumbar vertebrae. So he'd, he'd had the physio, and then it was a case of just maintenance on soft tissue. Um, he's now up and about quite happily. Um, I see him maybe once every six months around his physio and his chiropractor bits and pieces, um, which is pretty good. Yeah, what kind of feedback it. do you get from these individuals? What do they say once they've, they've Yeah, I definitely think on? like one, you get the odd one or two where it's it's going to be ongoing and you, you just get in feedback in the sense of, um, you know, like the neck thing, how are you feeling? That that neck issue had things like headaches with it that gets a bit irritating it's more mood generation and things um so in terms of that sort of stuff it used you you're after feedback where 
not just in terms of how they're feeling muscular wise, but how they're feeling sort of mindset. Um, that was pretty good. Um, the, the initial signs of that coming back as a positive were being in a better mood, less irritable, um, sleeping better and things like that. Um, yeah, uh, the guy with his back, he was he was well happy. So yeah, he'd had a few issues. Obviously, you know, we've all got our own areas of expertise, chiropractors and, and physios and sports massage therapists. And um, yeah, between us, we, we sort of got that squared away and he was quite happy. Uh, I think probably my best experience was being on the mountain bike circuit. So with that, that was a team of three riders, uh, one quite a young guy and then two sort of older riders. Um, still absolutely killing it on the circuit, which is good to see. Um, but that was that was a completely different aspect. That was sort of pre-event. That was post-event. So as soon as they're off the bike, get them on the couch. That was stuff in the evenings. Um, managing injury, you know, freeing up rotator cuffs and all sorts. You know, um, manipulating scar tissue. Um, yeah, still winning lots which is good um, don't do that anymore it just wasn't sustainable as a as a career i mean brilliant if you can get the experience to do it but um yeah busy 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 driving all over europe but uh, in terms of the feedback from that yeah they all were quite receptive to that they're all used to that massage therapy anyway um but just to have that positive um feedback in terms of them actually going out there and, and winning and performing at, at that sort of level yeah yeah really good good for good for them and good for me so that's uh, awesome yeah yeah when you fun. think about it every single professional sports organization and team has somebody that yeah that does sports massage do so that now, just shows yeah. how important it is and how yeah, beneficial especially it in the last i mean they've always existed physios massage and, and car racks and stuff in professional sport um, and semi-professional sport now, but but now even in the last sort of you know five maybe ten years, every team has one. There was a time where even when I first started, you maybe you would go around and say, you know, a team event of some description, and maybe the odd team would have a therapist there with a couch having a bit of a prod. Um, but now you go around, you know, they're at marathons, you know, we're at charity events, you know, we're in gyms. Um, yeah, so it's, it's big. I think now people are becoming aware. Social media has obviously helped because we can get the benefits of that out there. Um, and obviously, show you the testimonials for people that it has worked with, so the people that aren't sure. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. There's one key thing I want to point out off the back of that, what you just said, and that's you mentioned briefly when you were talking about working with the mountain bikers is pre event massage. And yeah. I think this is a a misconception with people they think oh i only go for sports massage when i've got a problem or yeah. i'm really aching after i've done a half marathon or a marathon or some kind of event but it's important to point that out isn't it that you can yeah. use it leading up to an event yeah yeah so part of that would relate to what we said a, a little while ago about um like your, your receptors and things for, for different types of massage and things like that um so a good example would be uh, after your after your, your session you, you want to relax you've got tight muscles so you want to relax the muscles off pre-session you want to not go as deep because you don't want the muscles to relax but you want to basically stimulate the, the nervous system a little bit but you also want to wake up the tissue 
that you're intending to use. So a classic example would be guys doing uh, deadlifts. Um, everyone seems to enjoy doing massive deadlifts, but if you think about how you do your normal deadlift in the gym, your routine, whether you warm up or not, what if pre to that, you could wake the tissue up and then you could warm the tissue up um, and then hit your, hit your deadlift, yeah. your squat, whatever. That's a whole and other just, podcast just, there. Just, just <laughs> imagine, yeah, yeah. So now I've got that, that massage and the PT side of it. I'll, I'll try and apply that now to when I'm at events. So I'm working with guys in the gyms. We use like a ramp process. So uh, R is relevant. So if you're doing squats, you're working your legs. We're doing legs. Uh, a would be activation. So we're doing a bit of pre-event, really light, superficial stuff to stimulate everything. Um, your mobilization is going to be your warm-up. So you're going to do stuff that is specific. I have tight hips, so I'll do some stuff around my hips. And then progression, I'll load a bit of weight on, and then I'll go into my main session and smash it in one go. Um, You'd be mad when you see the differences. It's crazy. Just yeah. just a fifteen minute pre event. If you've got someone in your gym, and you're going to do a weight session or anything, just say to them, "Yeah, can I have a fifteen minute pre event? This is what I'm doing." Yeah, and you, you yeah, it's massive. reap the benefits. I can speak from personal experience because obviously a lot of you guys will know that my background is football, and I've spent my whole life pretty much playing football and back when I was playing to a high level kind of semi-professional, it was always the pre-match rub in inverted commas. So yeah. they'd rub up your quads, rub yeah. your hamstrings, yeah. rub your calves. And it like it was only 10, 15 minutes, but you, yeah. you felt like a new man when you walked onto the pitch just from having that pre-match rub. And I've also used it myself for, for long distance running for half marathons, marathons. I usually tend to do it like a Wednesday or a Thursday if the run yeah. is on a Sunday a few days before, get a little half an hour, an hour sports massage and yeah, it has a huge effect. I'd yeah. highly recommend the pre So when we say pre-event, we're talking anything from 48 hours before right up to, you know, just before you're doing your lift or your run or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then within that, it's down to the therapist's knowledge and skills to, to tailor the massage to the stage that you're at pre-event. So... Uh, yeah, that's where we would jump in and yeah, look in the books for the bit that we need. And on, on a different topic, for an elite athlete, that's huge, isn't it? If you can get that yeah. 1%, just 1% yeah. improvement. Yeah, you're talking, you know, a lot of your, you'll go back to the Manoir guys again, a lot of them win by, you know, tenths of a second, which is ridiculous when you do the breakdown of it. Um, a lot of it can be down to are they explosive enough so have they got the full range of movement which you know they're going to allow full efficiency um oh it's yeah it's crazy yeah go on talk about it all day it's brilliant yeah nice we'll save that we'll yeah. save the pre-activation yeah. stuff yeah. for another one okay just before we kind of wrap things up then ben i want to talk about people when they come to selecting yeah. a sports massage therapist I know from my 10 plus years in health and fitness and well-being that people sometimes dot from one therapist to another. Yeah. I've experienced it myself and oh, I've been to see Joe Bloggs down the road, I've been to see this other person in London, this other person in Manchester, I've been here, there and everywhere but I'm still suffering the same problems or nothing seems to have improved. Just give me maybe like three to five not me, the listeners, three yeah, yeah. to five tips they could use to select a massage therapist 
whether they're new to it or whether they've maybe experienced loads of different yep. practitioners? Um, so I'd say initially, so do your homework. Um, I think once you actually start looking for therapists, there's a lot about uh, either based in a gym or a clinic or whatever, or mobile. Um, yeah, and then within that, I would probably thin it down to sort of you know three to five therapists, and then sort of, yeah, have a look and see what they've done. Lots of them will have Facebook pages these days. Um, you know, you, you you can talk to us. You can you know ping the question. You know, looking for a therapist. You know, what's your experience? That's quite a common question that I'll get initially. Not you know how much do you charge or you know I've got this issue. Can you fix it? It's a case of who have you worked with, how long you've been qualified, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would say once you're happy with that, yeah, get yourself in for a, for a consultation with that therapist. Obviously, being comfortable with, with your therapist is a good one. Um, it's, you know, it's quite evident once you, you know, go to see your therapist in the clinic or the gym or they come to you, whether or not that's going to be a match. Um, I would say, if in doubt, you know, walk away. Yeah, oh, that, walk away sounds a bit. Yeah, but but yeah, if, if you're not happy straight away, that's probably not the therapist for you. Uh, um, obviously, if it's more of a question of is this massage going to be painful? Yeah, maybe wait a little bit further and you know talk that through with the therapist as well. Um, so yeah, so yeah, find yourself a therapist. Do a bit of homework. Have that consultation make sure you're happy and then in terms of results um stick with it um it's not magic you know some of the results that you'll be chasing you know on paper or on the internet it could read like a relatively quick fix um but it's not going to work straight away you might feel good straight away but then those aches might come back a little bit probably not as bad but then you might need a follow-up session so you've got to be prepared to you know if the therapist then suggests extra sessions Nine times out of ten, they're not after your money. They've got a treatment plan in their head that is going to work for you. Um, so that yeah. would be a good question for an individual to ask, wouldn't I, it? I would are you so. are you making a plan for me? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, any any sort of client that comes to me when they say, right, I want this doing, and we're we're happy, and we're getting booked in. As I'm going through that conversation, I'm talking to them in my head. I've slowly got a treatment plan come together. That treatment plan might be two or three sessions, or it might be over a period of time and then we assess it as we go along. Um, yeah, so that's, that would be a, a, a good one is, yeah, it's not magic. So just, uh, yeah, stick with it. Um, that's, that's the main thing I've found is when, when clients have sort of said to me, look, I'm gonna try someone else because it's not quite working, no offense. Three months later, I've seen them again because actually, you know, they've been driving 20 miles down the road to see, you know, whoever. Um, and then they've started seeing the benefits because they've had three or four different massages with three or four different people. And actually by the fourth one, it started to catch up as it, as it should. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely say, yeah, stick with it. And uh, yeah, the benefits will come. Yeah. Awesome. Where can the listeners go then to find out more about you, Ben, like, and what you're doing? You um, about me? Um... I mean, although I'm now based full-time at Kinetic, um, you can still contact me through my original page, which is Contour Fitness Therapy, but I always now direct people uh, here into the centre of Nottingham. Uh, you know, we're only 30 seconds walk from the, 
the lace market trans stops, so public transport's not a problem. Um, I don't do any mobile treatment anymore, so if you are going to get in touch with me, Facebook or my mobile's on there as well, um, just a quiz quiz away. So write any questions down that you've got. Um, I'm more than happy talking to people. Um, there's no obligation to, to book in terms of that sense, but then if it's a case of, yeah, you might need some treatment, I'd suggest you pop in and see us. Um, you might need half an hour, you might need an hour, but until we actually, you know, get to the to the bottom of what's happening with you, um, that's where we'll make that decision. Yeah. Um, you can contact us through the Kinetic page as well, um, so I'll see that. Uh, and you can also obviously give us a call directly. Yeah, we'll put all these uh, notes yeah. in the description so everyone knows where they can contact Ben and us here at Kinetic on on what forms of all sorts. Yeah, yeah. social media, phone, we've got it all. We can we can put that in the the script the descri- ah, can't even speak the description. There we go, we're gonna wrap it up then. I've really enjoyed that. That was that was brilliant, mate. Yeah, good. Appreciate your time. And it was good to get an insight and get some basics, but then dig into a bit more knowledge as well. And I'm sure the guys listening would have definitely took some tips from this on, on sports massage. There's obviously some things that have come out of it, other angles we can go for another oh, one yeah. as well. So yeah, yeah we're looking for ended. another one. Yeah, Perfect. As always on all of my podcasts, it's always finished with a favourite quote. And this can be one of your own. It can be something from somebody that inspires you, a quote that you live by. Anything you want, just leave... My, myself and the listeners with a favourite quote. A favourite quote? Oh, put me on the spot. Uh, yeah, I'm going to steal one from one of my uh, mates I do a bit of racing with, which is, life's a garden, dig it. Nice. <laughs> Simple but effective. <laughs> Different one. Good stuff. All right. That's it, mate. Thanks so much for, for taking the time out. No worries. And we will speak again soon. And thanks, you guys, for listening in. Thank you very much. And that's it for today. Cheers. There you have it. That's a wrap on episode number 16 of the Kinetic Fitness Show. Thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Ben there and a great insight into sports massage and how it can help you to improve your well-being. As always, if you need any further help, do not hesitate to get in touch with us here at Kinetic Fitness. Simply head over to kineticfitness.co.uk and you can send us a message on there. Also, you can contact myself, Ali West, on Instagram is Ali underscore Kinetic. And our Instagram handle for Kinetic is Kinetic, K-I-N-E-T-I-K-N-O-T-T-M. You can contact us through any means, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever suits you, and do not hesitate to ask any questions that you may have. Also, whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is, Anchor, please subscribe, like, share, and turn on notifications. This will allow us to help more people, to share our knowledge, but also, if you turn on the notifications and start following us, you will know when our next episode is released we release our episodes every wednesday but please do turn on those notifications that's it for today hope you enjoyed this episode and i will speak to you all again next week have a great week stay blessed peace and love